Okay, so uh, welcome everybody back to Tensor Voices. Um, it's Thomas here and uh, with me are Eliana and uh, Alessandro. And Alessandro is a Tensor researcher in uh, Genoa in Italy. So maybe Alessandro, you can get started and tell us a bit about who you are. Hello, thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Eliana, for the invitation. So I'm Alessandro Neto, and uh, I am uh, currently a uh, assistant professor at uh, Trento uh, University in Italy. And uh, but as Thomas said, I'm originally from uh, from Genoa, where I started my undergraduate studies. And um, well, maybe I can say a little bit about how I arrived to uh, research on tensors maybe and uh, so like uh, when i was in uh, in genoa genoa is in italy one of the main centers for commutative algebra so i had a very strong undergraduate background in uh, commutative algebra but while i was there i met uh, tony jaramita that uh, uh, he was a commutative algebraist but uh, very much interested in problems related to secant varieties that are strictly connected to tensors and tensor decompositions and uh, so I did my thesis with him and uh, while I was uh, basically uh, studying for, to prepare my master thesis I ran into a paper on archive of uh, Giorgio Taviani that is another uh, name that is very active on tensor related problems in algebraic geometry uh, together with uh, Boris Shapir and Ralph Röber that are both from Stockholm and I didn't know them at the time and uh, well, then since I was working on the same area, I contacted Boris and uh, well, everything worked out. And so I started my PhD after that uh, in uh, in Stockholm, where I did uh, my, my PhD. And after my graduation in 2016, I spent a few uh, years around Europe in uh, Nice, uh, Barcelona and uh, in Magdeburg in, uh, in your group. And, uh, and eventually arrived in, uh, I came back to, to Italy in, uh, in Trento, which is where there is quite an active group in, uh, uh, on tensor-related uh, problems in commutative algebra and algebraic geometry. Wow, that's, that's very nice. And what, uh, hi everyone, I'm Eliana. And uh, I was just curious, what was that thing in the paper that you read by Ottaviani that thought, oh, tensors are so fascinating? So basically, um, as maybe we'll see later, symmetric tensors are uh, basically homogeneous polynomials somehow. Uh, but so basically the problem in that it was talking about in that paper, it was about some particular uh, additive decomposition of uh, homogeneous polynomials. Uh, so the question was writing an homogeneous polynomial as sum of powers where the type of power was uh, prescribed. Uh, so essentially, uh, if I want to write, for example, a quartic as a sum of squares or a sextic as a sum of cubes, uh, so problems related to that. And, uh, uh, and so basically it was a paper starting to study from an algebraic point of view this kind of uh, decompositions in a systematic way and... Uh, uh, since I was studying for my master what is the wearing decomposition, which is essentially a decomposition of homogeneous polynomials as a sum of powers again, but where the uh, the power has the same degree 
of the polynomial in the sense that I'm writing a polynomial of degree d as a sum of dth powers of linear forms. So basically the building blocks are powers of linear forms. In this problem uh, of Ottaviani, there, the, the power was not of a linear form, but of a higher degree form. So it's a bit more general problem. So this connection between uh, tensors and polynomials, is it, a, um, is it a fruitful connection? Does it go in both uh, directions? Do you use tensors to learn about polynomials or polynomials to learn about tensors or both? Um, well, that is very... Well, I think that uh, there can be uh, useful information in both directions um, in the sense that, uh, um, for example, <clears throat> there are... Uh, algebraic uh, structures that uh, can be described in terms of uh, um, of uh, uh, of polynomials in the sense that uh, uh, for example there are these uh, algebras called uh, uh, Gorenstein algebra uh, that uh, uh, is known by a very old uh, result by Macaulay that they are all given basically isomorphic to a polynomial ring modulo what is called the apolar ideal of, uh, of a polynomial. And the apolar ideal is uh, basically the ideal of uh, polynomials that uh, annihilate your polynomial by acting as partial derivatives. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is a strong relation with a commutative algebra uh, structure, but uh, it is also an extremely useful tool to study additive decompositions of that polynomial uh, in the sense that there is this uh, apolarity lemma that is essentially saying that if you can write a polynomial as sum of powers of linear forms, then that decompositions correspond to an ideal of points inside the apolar ideal of, uh, of your polynomial. So somehow there is a relation between uh, Algebraic structure in the sense that uh, uh, these Gorenstein algebras and somehow subalgebras of those uh, and uh, uh, the compositions of uh, of polynomials somehow and uh, so tools can be used I think in in both ways somehow. So to summarize, that would be to understand a decomposition of a tensor, you decom rather decompose a polynomial uh, into powers say of things. Exactly. And uh, to solve that problem, you transform it again with in, inside algebra into like a more geometric problem or a numerical problem about configurations of points. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So there are all these uh, technologies on studying uh, ideals of points and properties of uh, points and hypersurfaces passing through those points, so all kind of interpolation problems. Uh, and uh, the relation with uh, these decomposi additive decompositions of these uh, mm. homogeneous polynomials that should be thought and can be thought as uh, symmetric tensors somehow. But these configuration uh, problems are much older, right? So uh, they're, they're like from the beginning of 20th century or even even older when uh, tensors were still... I, I think I, I just read this historical article about uh, Einstein struggling with like, uh, tensors. or like, I mean... The notion <laughs> of covariance in um, in physics, and um, so there was this provocative statement that he didn't probably didn't knew what a matrix product is, uh, but but it went into the direction that um, 
we have to it, it must have been a completely different world because the linear algebra uh, or more generally algebra as we know it now uh, didn't exist so like this the advances in the deductics of linear algebra uh, are quite stunning so you have to imagine a world where you know like nobody was taught like the abstract concept of a group or a matrix it, it was all like about maybe linear equations everybody knew but like the the way we think about it now like base change and um, separating coordinates from abstract quantities that's uh, a lot of thought went into the pedagogical aspect so to say so what is a tensor so then we're, we're asking this uh, question generally and uh, no no wrong answers <laughs> <laughs> well I think a tensor is just a array so a big uh, high dimensional box of uh, numbers where numbers I just mean in the field or ring where you want to put your your word uh, and um, so yeah so for me uh, as I, I said before I come mostly from commutative algebra so I am we talked already about homogeneous polynomials and so on uh, so like I many times think about uh, symmetric tensors that uh, when I think about symmetric tensor I usually just think about homogeneous polynomials that is something that we can Right since the first years of uh, of university, and and the relation is something that we we know probably somehow already from house high school in the sense that in high school already we know that when we have a degree two polynomial, uh, we can associate a, a symmetric matrix to it. Uh, so like uh, every quadric can be associated to a symmetric matrix associated to it, and. Um, um, and then did that in high school? I didn't do that in high school. Yeah. I think yeah, we learned, I, we learned the formula, the x1 and x2 <laughs> and where the roots don't exist. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, there you, you that, that I said, <laughs> no, that uh, we knew there without knowing that we knew probably because when we write that uh, p squared minus 4ac formula, like the discriminant, I mean, it's just the determinant of... Uh, a two by two matrix, so somehow of a two by two symmetric matrix, and mm -hmm. uh, which is associated to the polynomial. Nobody told me until like <laughs> yeah, until much later. <laughs> and uh, and that is something that goes up on higher order in the sense that if I have a cubic, in somehow I mean I can associate there a, a freeway tensor, so like a a box of uh, of numbers that I can associate to to my polynomial, where essentially the IJK entry of my uh, box is essentially the, the coefficient of uh, the polynomial, of the monomial corresponding to the labels uh, IJK. But then what's the discriminant? Is it some determinant of the tensor? Uh, well, there are various notions of, uh, of discriminants. Of well, I have like, a cubic uh, polynomial. If I have a cubic polynomial, it has like three roots and there should be some discriminant which tells me when it has only two roots. Or when there's okay, it always has one real root uh, because of the odd degree. But there should be like also some discriminant that tells me when the three roots are real. Also, the positivity is there something like this? I don't actually know. I should know probably. You have only two. I'm not sure. Like, um, well, there might be. There I mean, it exists, uh, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. like it should be like the 
what is it no, no, the resultant is, uh, of the derivatives the results and these discriminants that you can we'll make it an exercise define, for the, yeah. yes <laughs> put it on the exercise sheet of this podcast so i have a question and you are an expert on secant varieties and i was wondering how do we go from tensors in the definition that you gave at the beginning just as a box to secant variety what's the, what is the secant variety um okay so I think that the idea is that uh, <clears throat> we um, should imagine like this uh, our geometric space to just be the the space of wall tensors where I just fix the the order of my tensor. So like when I was talking Sorry. about uh, boxes or like free waste boxes, I'm just thinking of all the possible ways to construct a box with uh, uh, like just prescribe the the size of this box. And so I have this geometric space where I have all the possible tensors. Inside mm -hmm. this uh, space of tensors, I have uh, various algebraic varieties, so various geometric objects that are somehow the, the building blocks of the kind of the compositions that I want to consider. And those are, in the case of tensor decompositions, the space of uh, rank one Uh, tensors somehow and those are just the uh, tensors that can be written as tensor product of uh, of vectors um, so in the same way as a rank one matrix can be uh, described as uh, a column vector times uh, a, a row vector Uh, essentially, uh, that can be done uh, in the same way for higher-order tensor, where I just have the tensor product of more uh, vectors. And are the rank one tensors an algebraic variety? Uh, yes, they are, uh, in the sense that they are defined by uh, polynomial equations. So coming back again to the case of matrices, we know that the rank one uh, matrix is... Uh, um, is a matrix for which every two by two minors uh, vanish. And the two by two minors are uh, polynomial equations. So essentially, again, for higher order tensors, uh, there are these types of equations that uh, can be can be defined. Uh, and essentially, they are the two by two minors of all the possible flattenings of uh, of this uh, of this tensor that is just a reshape of my tensor into uh, matrices and so that rank one uh, space of rank one tensors is again a an algebraic variety in this uh, big uh, space of tensors that we have and uh, and then uh, the the connection now to secant varieties is essentially that if i pick a secant line uh, through this uh, space of rank one tensors What is a secant line? It's just a, a line that is spanned by two points on my variety. So essentially, a point on this uh, line is just a combination, so a linear combination of two rank one tensors. And, uh, and that is what we call rank two tensors, in the sense that are tensors that can be written as a linear combination of two uh, rank one tensors. Uh, and... Um, And so the idea of what is like the second secant variety or the, the variety of rank two tensors is just the union of all these uh, 
secant lines that I can uh, that I can get from my space of uh, rank one tensors. And well, in order to get honestly an algebraic variety, I need to pick the closure in the Zariski topology, that is the topology where we usually work in algebraic geometry. Uh, and so essentially like the points on these second single varieties are uh, the closure of the set of points of, of tensors with, uh, with rank two. And, uh, and again, that goes up in, uh, in, in, in the rank in the sense that I can pick now secant planes that are just planes spun by three points on the varieties of rank one tensors. So the points on that kind of plane will be a point of rank three and, uh, and so on. Then I can construct the third secant variety and, and so on going up to, uh, in general, what is the higher secant variety of. Uh, so, but that I have to take the closure is something that doesn't appear for matrices, right? If I, uh, any rank two matrix um, exactly. is honestly uh, sum of um, two rank one matrices. But for tensors, exactly. something changes a little on the boundary. Yeah, that is, uh, that is like in this saying that uh, some kind of, uh, uh, people say that like tensors are bad in the sense that all these kind of properties that matrices do have like uh, as as you just said so if i pick uh, a sequence like a, a one parameter family of rank uh, r matrices then the limit is still of rank at most r uh, in the all these properties do not appear on uh, uh, do not pass to tensors in the sense that you can have uh, a limit of uh, of tensors that have uh, Uh, some given rank, uh, and the limit is uh, a rank of higher, um, a tensor of higher rank. So uh, in the sense that coming back to the case of uh, uh, the second secant variety where I was talking about uh, secant lines, the concept is that if I pick uh, a, a sequence of secant lines that uh, um, degenerate to a tangent line, essentially, and I pick a point, one point for this uh, sequence of uh, secant lines, the limit, uh, which is a point in this closure, because it is in the, in the closure of, it is a limit of uh, rank two tensors, uh, then the limit might have higher rank. And there are like pretty easy examples in which uh, uh, the limit has actually, for example, rank three or even higher. So I can find points inside the closure of uh, a, of the variety of uh, tensors of rank two, uh, having uh, so tensors having rank higher than two. So, but that is something that do not appear on in the case of matrices. So, matrices well, are kind of uh, an exception in the world of tensors. In that <laughs> sense, <laughs> I think bad is a. Bad word. It should be replaced by interesting. No, bad no, yes. but uh... Interesting is a good synonym for bad. <laughs> so what's in the future? So what are your... Um, do you have any uh, plans that are in the future of tensors or do you know about any uh, anything that's coming up that you want to share? Um, well, one thing I like uh, about and I always liked about... Um, the world of uh, of tensors is the fact that it is 
in it can be in the middle of a lot of different uh, um, uh, of different fields in uh, both pure mathematics and applied mathematics and uh, because as as we already said in this 20 minutes basically uh, we were talking about tensors both from a commutative algebra point of view or uh, from an algebra geometry point of view and as you probably already said in this podcast in, uh, in other uh, meetings uh, there are a lot of applications that are interested on tensors and their decompositions so uh, for me it's always it was always fascinating this uh, interplay between these different fields. And I think that the main problem is the sort of language uh, that is uh, between these different uh, um, fields, in the sense that at the end, maybe we are all talking about the, the same kind of tensors and tensor decompositions, but using different languages, and it's difficult to, to, to talk each other and to actually understand uh, maybe how like an algebraic geometer can help uh, uh, I don't know, a, a person interested in uh, quantum information or maybe vice versa or and so on. So I think that's uh, one thing that should be stressed in more and more and during the, this time and next uh, uh, also helping this uh, uh, strong natural connection that now we we have in the... And we didn't have like they—they they didn't have 150 years ago. Maybe when there are there were different mm. researchers in different fields talking about the same thing, is really trying to understand like the different languages and connecting these all different uh, languages. Uh, uh, and uh, so, for example, in in Trento, there is a very active research on quantum information, and uh, we are trying to to do this interdisciplinary. Uh, meetings were trying to have this uh, relation and communication between algebraic geometry and quantum information uh, people and uh, uh, so that is something that should be done more and more I think during the the next years in order to get more and more connection and and help uh, the, the two fields in the two different ways. Are there any recent problems uh, on tensors that you are currently working on that you might want to share with us or like give us a glimpse of what you do with tensors well i am so now like there are a couple of things that i am interested and so one is uh, uh, this relation between different notions of tensor of uh, of ranks that we can have for uh, uh, for a given tensor so uh, somehow the the idea is that if I pick, for example, a, a symmetric tensor, um, I have what is uh, basically the the symmetric rank of this uh, symmetric tensor that is essentially the smallest number of uh, um, symmetric rank one tensors that I need to write my symmetric uh, uh, tensor as a linear combination of those. Um, so essentially, just yeah. ask a question. So I. When you say symmetric tensors, we should then now think about homogeneous polynomials. Homogeneous polynomials, exactly. Exactly. So if I start from an homogeneous polynomial, so the idea is that if you want to explain the problem to commutative algebraists, maybe you should use the words uh, 
homogeneous polynomial rather than symmetric tensor, but uh, uh, yeah, so either I have an homogeneous polynomial or a symmetric tensor, it's the same thing, but uh, I have this notion of symmetric rank, which is also called wedding rank, uh, that is essentially the, the smallest number of powers of linear forms that I need to write my homogeneous at their sum. Um, but uh, uh, at the same time, I can forget that I am that I have a symmetric tensor and think of that just as a tensor. Uh, and then I have this notion of uh, rank that I can uh, give just by thinking about a, a tensor without any symmetries. And uh, for uh, for years, there was uh, this conjecture that uh, maybe the two uh, numbers should have been the same, so that a symmetric tensor thought as a symmetric uh, uh, tensor or as a normal tensor, then the two ranks would be the same. But then and there it's was true this, for matrices, right? Which is true for matrices. But and, then something uh, interesting happens. <laughs> there is something interesting in the story happened in a, a few years ago. Uh, that was this uh, counterexample given by Shito in a very nice paper and uh, there was this construction of a tensor of a freeway symmetric tensor uh, that uh, has a symmetric rank different than its tensor rank and uh, that was a very fascinating higher example. or lower sorry like what was the symmetric rank higher or, or lower or the symmetric rank is always higher yeah. because uh, um, a symmetric decomposition, so like a decomposition as sum of symmetric tensors is uh, in particular a, a tensor decomposition. Uh, so like the, the, the family of tensor decomposition is just bigger than the symmetric one. So it's, uh, that is always, there is always that inequality. And, um, and so like the, that example was first uh, somehow unexpected because people were starting to, to believe that there, there was chances to have uh, that equality. Uh, but uh, the example is extremely huge. So it is a tensor that is like uh, of order something like 800 times 800 times 800. So you should imagine like a box of uh, uh, 800 uh, per each, uh, um, per each uh, side. And the rank is about 900 something. So it's extremely big. So it's extremely difficult to, to, to imagine or even construct. So it's, uh, it's an amazing result. But of course, we should, or at this point, we might expect that there are examples in smaller dimensions or like smaller examples. And, um, and so like this idea, basically, we started to, to think uh, um, that there are more ranks rather than the two that I just mentioned, in the sense that when I have a symmetric tensor, I can forget all the possible symmetries in order to view that as a tensor, but they can also like forget some of the symmetries, like in the sense that uh, I can view that as what we call partially symmetric tensor. And uh, and all these partially symmetries, uh, partial symmetries, have its own rank in the sense that I'm considering the compositions where the building blocks of rank one tensors with that same partial symmetry, respecting that, that same partial symmetry. And, uh, and so we have this sort of hierarchy of uh, 
of ranks, of partially symmetric ranks of a symmetric tensor. And uh, it would be interesting to see if there are maybe like uh, uh, counterexample to that uh, problem. So cases where the symmetric rank is different from a partially symmetric trans rank without arriving to the uh, fully non-symmetric non, uh, non uh, one. And uh, that that is, uh, I think, one direction that would be very interesting to in view of this uh, nice example that uh, Shitov gave, I mean, investigating more and more in that direction, I think there is a lot of work to do in that uh, in that direction. So, sounds very interesting. This new concept of like having many ranks <laughs> that go from tensor rank up to symmetric rank. Exactly. And some sometimes those symmetries come with uh, with the problem that you are considering somehow. Like some sometimes, like it's natural to to like from the problem that one is studying, you get a tensor that has uh, uh, some symmetries uh, inherited on there just from the nature of the problem. So sometimes it's very interesting to study uh, like one particular tensor. One particular rank rather than another, exactly because of the problem. So it's uh, it's something that is also can be very natural. Is not uh, to depending on the problem that uh, that one can study. Okay, shall we wrap it up? Um, thanks a lot, Alessandro. Thank you. Uh, it, was it was very, very inspiring. Nice. Thank you so much, Alessandro. This was very nice. Thanks. It was a it was a pleasure. <laughs> bye bye. bye, -bye. Ciao.